Welcome to the official broadcast of PCA America's National Conference. I'm Nathan Fink, and I'll be your host for the next four days as we embark on this transformative journey and hear from experts in prevention, and together discover innovative family-focused policies, cutting-edge research programs, and practices that help drive the field toward upstream thinking so every child has the opportunity to grow up safe and nurtured. As Prevent Child Abuse America's first in-person meeting of state chapters and home visiting networks, policy and community partners, and other collaborators since 2019, the 2023 conference offers nearly 90 sessions, three keynote speakers, workshops, symposia, and presentations focusing on effective prevention strategies with nationally recognized experts and leaders. So tune in to hear from professionals, advocates, and innovators in child abuse and neglect prevention, because each day is an opportunity to build foundations for our future. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm thrilled to be here with Dr. Renee Kennedy, Chief Executive Officer of the Michigan Public Health Institute, MPHI, and keynote speaker here at Prevent Child Abuse America's Together for Prevention Conference. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nathan. Great to be with you. So I want to start in kind of this broader place with public health. Why is it so critical for the population as a whole? Well, of course, we had that very explicit demonstration of why public health is important with the COVID pandemic. But even pre-COVID, our mission in public health is to assure the conditions necessary for good health. And oftentimes when I think about good health, I don't think clinical, you know, biological, physiological well-being. I think about the broad well-being, educational well-being, uh, relational well-being, employment well-being. And so it really is about how do we structure our lives in this society where that where the healthy choice is the easy choice for everyone. Mm. Now, when you say everyone, this is this is something I've been thinking about for a while because throughout my life, public health, when I hear it now, I think it's all inclusive, but it's not all inclusive. So what are our opportunities to make it in more inclusive so everybody can thrive the way you're describing? Well, we do know that people living in more vulnerable circumstances in terms of their housing or economic are going to be exposed to greater threats to their health and well-being. And so as a profession, public health leaned toward those folk living in vulnerable circumstances. And I'm intentionally saying it that way, not saying vulnerable populations, because if we took those families and put them in well-resourced environments, they would do wonderfully. And so that's been the attention for public health, but it has not been our exclusive responsibility. And getting people to understand that we all are a part of the public in public health is an important um, responsibility that I think we have as professionals in the field. That means we have to make certain investments. What are some of the investments that we need to be making so to ensure? Well, right now, everybody's uh, using the vernacular of equity, but not really thinking about what does that deeply mean. So I love your question about investments, because I think for this to be one of, if not the most well-resourced nation in the world, to have health metrics that are deplorable, not just for people of color, if we look at uh, 
infant mortality rates internationally, white women fare terribly when compared to other nations. And black and brown women in the United States happen to be doing worse than women who are internationally doing worse. So it's this additive effect. So how do we begin to look at systems and structures that have not fared families and, dare I say, children well? You know, our responsibility is to those, the the next generation, right? And we've just not done that well. We have the ability to do it. We have the ability to assure that everyone can be their best, most healthy self, free of the scourges of poverty, free of the scourges of racism and discrimination and bias, free of the scourges of gender oppression and all the ways that we so often other people in this sort of hierarchy of what relationships we value and what relationships we minimize. So thinking differently about the structures, the relationships of the structures, making investments in those things, uh, both education systems, health systems, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Now, as we advance toward wellness, as we kind of continue this march toward better environments for all people, what things do we need to be cognizant of as we build these structures so to make sure that they are forever listening, forever inclusive? Part of my remarks this morning were about us as leaders. We tend to sort of reify institutions and I'm a public health professional and I'm also a medical sociologist by training and we sort of look and say, well, the department wasn't very helpful. Really? The whole big building had a mouth and decided we're not, you know, how do we stop reifying institutions and recognize that institutions are filled with employees that we are trying to push to be equity leaders and change agents to say, that's not a policy that's benefiting all of us, or this policy is disadvantaging this unique group and change has to be made. Yeah. Reminding us that there are systems that is made of us for us. And if it's not working, why are we doing it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Kennedy, thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate the conversation and the wonderful keynote. My pleasure. Thank you. And stay tuned for more interviews from the PCA America's National Conference podcast.